Time. Showtime. I just <laughs> got suspended off of TikTok for doing absolutely nothing. I know you weren't even talking to the camera. I wasn't talking to the camera at all. I got suspended. Oh my God. Wait, let us know that you're in here because you know the numbers. The numbers. Um, oh my uh, God. I've got a huge knot in my hair. Like, I was going to try yeah. and make it look. <laughs> nope. Let us know if you're in here by saying hello in the comment section. It is 420. I do not have a blunt in my hand because I only have one king palm left. But I know I for I I stock um, life. Yeah, that's the story of my life. I actually I've been so busy today. Um <clears throat> so I got this I got my uh Dr. Dabber here so I'm going to hit it. You guys what I can't wait till everybody's in here. This is crazy. How did I just get suspended? I wasn't even, I wasn't smoking at all because I don't no. have a blunt in my hand. No. And <clears throat> so I was like, wait, what did I just get suspended for? They suspended me for bullying. I wasn't even talking to the camera. I certainly wasn't bullying anybody in my feed. I would never. No. Um, that's crazy talk. What? TikTok, I was about to get off anyway, but still I submitted an appeal. I don't bully people ever. I don't, I don't do that. Yeah. That's like, uh, that's not a thing that is, uh, no part of. Yeah. Thank you for posting that in the discord main chat. Uh, Kelly, did you hear what I just said? They, they kicked me off of TikTok for bullying and harassment. You were just on that feed. I was not even what, what? I wasn't even talking to the camera. It's crazy talk. Um, we're going to give you guys a chance to get in here. I know that this show was posted on several, several feeds uh, in the Facebook world because we we want to hear about it. We it's it's we're going to keep harping on this subject. It's really important. Um, we know that we have a pretty uh, nice thank you, thank you, thank you fan base in Missouri, and so we want to make sure that we stay on top of this issue specifically. Um, uh, but before we get into that, uh, we have some other things to talk about. You're looking at that. Are you looking at that article that Kelly sent? No, I was posting, I was trying to get on our socials. Um, I will go into the discord. Um, I do have a, a, a little, um, a Memorial day fact that also covers our black history. I might have the same fact. So let's, uh. Compare notes. Let's compare notes, maybe. Uh, let's see. Main chat. Let's see. Let me let me open this up. Oh, this is going to be interesting. So we haven't read this article yet, but apparently there's a moratorium in uh, in Oklahoma. Okay. Oh no, you didn't hear anything because I didn't do anything. I wasn't doing anything. I was I was not even smoking because I don't have a blunt uh, prepared. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey everyone! Ooh ooh ooh! What's yeah, happening? join it in, join it in. Um, I today's gonna be a good show. It is gonna be a great show. Um, so I'm gonna look at that in a second, but let's compare notes on this uh, on what we have here. Hold on, let me open because I saved it. Is it is it a thing you found on Facebook? No, it's a it's a it's a a, a peacock link. Um, LX whatever they're. I don't know. Um, okay, you tell your story, and then I will see if mine's the same. 
Okay, so it's okay. just the the headline is, and again, this is from uh, the Watch Live. Uh, I guess the live Peacock stuff. Anyway, um, the the title is "Black Americans Were Nearly Erased from Memorial Day's History." That's unfortunate because mine mine is different. And so, yeah. Okay. So uh, it says uh, many cities claim to have celebrated Memorial Day first, but the true earliest version of the commemoration organized by black residents of Charlton, Charleston, South Carolina, was nearly erased from history. Uh, dozens of U.S. cities claim to be the first to commemorate the lives lost during the Civil War. Um, Waterloo, New York, Columbus, Georgia, and Carbondale, Illinois are just a few. But one city often left out of the conversation is Charleston, South Carolina, even though its commemoration happened an entire year before every other city's. Um, So it's saying in May of 1865, thousands of newly freed uh, enslaved Charlestonians exhumed a mass grave of dead Union soldiers, reburied their bodies and commemorated their lives with a parade. The holiday we now uh, we know as Memorial Day was first called Decoration Day. And over the years, that name changed to Dedication Day. It wasn't until the 1960s when Memorial Day became the official name. Regardless of what you call it, the first observance of Memorial Day can be traced back to an old Charleston race course. And we know about this important history because of David Blight, an American uh, African-American studies professor at Yale uh, and the author of Race and Reunion. So this is an interview with him or leading up to an interview with him. And we'll go ahead and get those into some links. Awesome. My story is similar, the same. Uh, It is a fact check on that story of whether or not that's true. And it is, in fact, true. And uh, the claim appeared on Facebook last year on May 31st. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith shared it as a know your history. And um, I'm not going to repeat the same facts you just read. But she posted a little blurb about that, which basically stated what you just said. And then um, she said, you know, I was never told this part of history. And today we get to remember all of the men and women who gave their lives in service to our country. And then may the divine bless them all. So, um, yeah, she posted this last year. It's been fact checked, you know, et cetera, is true and um, absolutely amazing. And it proves our point that. American history is black history. Black history is American history. Dun, da, da, da. And world history. <clears throat> Dun, da, da, da. Surprise. I Surprise. know. Imagine how uh, opening, uh, <laughs> how, how that opens things up when we realize that we are not the only ones to exist. Exactly. So I just want to just jump right into uh, this moratorium bit here. And then uh, I have one more thing to share before we bring on our guest, but that next thing relates to our guest. So, um, <clears throat> okay, so this is as of May 27th, so Friday. The uh, Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority, which is the OMMA, uh, for those of you who don't, aren't, you know, don't know. Um, they're going to be processing applications for <clears throat> new growers, dispensaries, and processor licenses for up to two years. Uh, okay. And then their governor, uh, his name is Governor Kevin Stitt. Uh, he just signed House Bill 3208. So 
They're going to stop processing any new. So you can't you can't do it anymore is the if you are okay listen check it out if you are interested in doing the regulated cannabis uh game in oklahoma you have until august 1st to apply and receive your license basically it's if you haven't already applied you're 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 pretty much not gonna it's not gonna happen for you uh at least for the next two years it says all of our current grower dispensary and processor licenses who stay in compliance with our rules should know that HB 3208 doesn't change anything for them. Owners of current licenses will still be able to apply for renewal when it's time. So you could still renew your license. There's just going to be no new license um, released. Um, They're ready to implement HB 3208 by incorporating it into the rules during the rulemaking process fulfilling the regulatory duties entrusted to us by Governor Stitt. Uh, So it will end on August 1st, 2024, unless or earlier, if the executive director determines all pending license reviews, inspections, or investigations are complete. Um, So they'll be accepting new grower, dispensary, and processor applications through 1159. So you have to have your application in by uh, 1159 PM on August 1st. Um, <clears throat> this is, they're doing this because right, because right. That's why uh, they're doing this because uh, they have an overwhelming amount of licenses that still have not been approved. It's going to take them. It's the, the months is now like good luck, right? It's going to be months, 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 and then years if they continue to accept licenses or uh, license requests. And so in order to, uh, I guess, help with that traffic, they're just putting a, a moratorium on applications and approvals for up to two years. Uh, it could be, it could be less time if they get through what they have to get through and decide that, that, you know. So, so they're not restricting the number of licenses. They're just like saying applications are putting on a halt for two years. doesn't look like they're restricting the number of licenses. So that has not changed. They're just, uh, right now, uh, uh, it looks like overwhelmed with paperwork and administrative duties. Okay. Uh, just so, reading Kelly's uh, comment about uh, them talking about draining resources. And we've had those conversations mm-hmm. here in Colorado. Um, I did just want to, I don't know if you got to see uh, Christina's private chat messages that she is limited on time okay. today for an hour. So I uh, cool. want to get her in here so we can start. Absolutely. Combo and uh, which it does that, that does segue into where we're at and how, um, you know, if you are, what are moratoriums? Mm-hmm. What does that mean for everything? And, you know, in Oklahoma, they were fast and loose. Like, hey, yeah. everyone, let's do it. And now, well, yeah, they can't keep up right now. Um, right. To introduce our guest, we've had her on before. Uh, Christina Thompson is our guest today, and we're going to be um, really talking about her, but also the work that she's doing um, to um, for for the for the community, for the Canada community, and for uh, the cannabis industry, honestly, for us. 
Um, so let's bring her on. And then I just want to read a little uh, passage that uh, we're just going to, I'm just going to break some stuff down for you guys. And then we're going to get into it. I, I feel like, yeah. Hey, welcome back. Hey, can you guys see me? Okay. We yes. can see you. We yes. can hear you. Yes. All right. How's it going? Thanks for having me back. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for all the footwork that you're doing and the hard work that you're doing right now. Um, before we get into it, uh, so if everybody, or for those who don't don't recall, uh, Christina joined us to have a conversation about Legal Missouri. Uh, it's Legal MO uh, 2022 versus uh, there was a legislative option that was being discussed, but it hadn't really made a whole lot of headway, mm-hmm. but it sounded like a better option, right? Uh Legal Missouri has gotten enough signatures to get onto the ballot uh, for November. Uh, there's uh, so there's been, I guess, a little bit of talk and, and we can get into this in a moment about uh, potentially. Uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? I just lost my train of thought. Um, um questioning some of those signatures, the validity of some of those signatures. Sorry. And um, so that that could be a potential thing that could happen where if that's question that that's put into question, then um, some of those signatures may not be valid and they may not have uh, enough signatures to get onto the ballot. So that's potential right there. Um, But here's some uh, critical points that was this was posted uh, by uh, Marianne Kuhn. And uh, from Dank Hydro and is tagging Ben Hartley. So I just want to give credit where this yeah. was. Ben Hartley's my cousin. So gotcha. I think I know which, uh, yeah, which, which yeah. points you're going through. Yeah. Okay. So some critical points to consider of legal MO22. Uh, public use would be illegal and punishable by fines. Expungement does not apply to those who have been prosecuted for a marijuana DUI, uh, who have distributed to a minor or were charged with possession of more than three pounds. Uh, Those currently incarcerated can petition for release, but the courts can reserve the right to deny it for good cause. That's crazy. Uh, There is is no automatic release or expungement. Uh, Current medical marijuana licensed businesses will be awarded automatic adult use uh, recreational license Uh, While new applications will have to wait 18 months to operate, micro businesses, uh, micro business cultivators can only conduct business Mm -hmm. with micro business dispensaries. In other words, they cannot sell their product to a comprehensive facility or a larger dispensary. Uh, Micro businesses are limited to producing 250 flowering plants per cycle with no provision for expansion. Possession, cultivation, and sale of cannabis, except in the amount defined by DHSS, which is the governing body, uh, remains a crime punishable by a prison sentence. Uh, Civil asset forfeiture remains legal. What the civil asset forfeiture remains legal and state funds, including marijuana tax revenue, will be used to fund law enforcement who will continue to enforce prohibition. Cannabis remains Schedule One under Missouri's revised statute uh, statutes list of controlled substances regulated by DHSS. So those are some big points, and you heard me while I was reading them, you guys. I was like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, 
Let's talk about it. Let's how can it yeah, let's, good? Why are how are any of those points good? Like I, I yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I I agree. I mean, and and here's the thing: like all of those bullet points that uh, that Ben Hartley put up there, he got those from me. Um, I have been going through that initiative. I've read that initiative. I can't tell you how many times. Um, you know, just gleaning mm-hmm. through it for the the what it actually does. You know, it is not easy to read. And a lot of the provisions that they've put in there, regular people are not going to understand that. You know, Um, I have a little bit of experience, um, you know, reading legalese. Um, I worked at a law office for several years. So um, I'm familiar. I'm I'm not a lawyer, you know, but I'm familiar with some of, um, you know, the legal jargon. And reading through that, especially the micro business provisions and, um, you know, that one, that one's big because the black community, um, I believe it was the ACLU. Um, I'm not 100% sure if that was who it was, but they basically said that the, the, the micro businesses are how the black community will enter this market. You yeah. know, that is their way in, but Unfortunately, the truth behind those micro businesses is not well understood. It's not well known. So if you look at the definitions in the Legal Missouri 2022 initiative, they have restricted micro businesses from being able to participate in a in in the entire market. You know, so micro dispensaries are only allowed to do business with micro cultivators and other micro dispensaries and the general public. Okay. Micro cultivators are only allowed to do business with micro dispensaries, you know, and then you look at the definitions for comprehensive facilities, which are the big guys, you know, corporate, um, you know, corporate, yeah, yeah, corporate marijuana. They also in their definitions, they're allowed to do business with everyone except the micro businesses. You know, right. so they because have, they I don't, don't need, care they about. Don't need yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I sat there and, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, whenever I first realized that this was a thing, you know, it was right before the hearing that we had on the Cannabis Freedom Act, HB 2704. And it was, you know, like four o'clock in the morning and I'm sitting there and I'm rereading and I'm rereading because I did not want to make a mistake in what I was saying. You know, I wanted to make sure that it made sense, you know, and I'm sitting here thinking, why would they do that? Why would they limit them? And the reason is, so micro cultivators, they're limited to 250 plants each. Okay. I personally, right now, any, any person here in Missouri as a a caregiver, you know, you can caregive for up to three people, you know, you can cultivate for up to three people. All right. You can grow just one individual, about a fifth of that 250 plants, just without any kind of special licensing other than, you know, a cultivating caregiver. Okay. 250 plants is nothing, but they were able to restrict the cultivators by limiting the plant count. How do they restrict the kind of business that a micro dispensary can do? If they, they, they can very easily restrict micro cultivators from doing business by just limiting plant count. But how do you limit a micro dispensary from right. how much profit they can bring in? And that the way you do that is by limiting who they can get their product from. Right. right. So a micro dispensary right, is have access to everything. exactly, exactly. This is like saying you cannot go to Walmart mm. to get your product that you're going to sell. You can't go and get that from Walmart. You have to wait for the little mom and pop shop to have the products that you need to sell. 
You know, so a micro cult or a micro dispensary will not be able to go and get, you know, their product from one of the established cultivators. They have to wait for a micro cultivator to get up and running and grow enough product for them to buy from. And then again, they're limited. Well, they're not just limited in that, but there's that caveat in there where they can't also, they also cannot apply for like an expansion. They would have to get a whole new business license and be approved for a whole new business license Uh instead of being able to expand when, when, if they uh, have the revenue to grow their business, they're basically saying you can't grow your business in that way. No, no. And actually there to help you grow your business either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the other thing too, is that micro cultivators, they're limited to one license per person, you know, wow. so wow. they cannot, so they they, even, there's huh. no room for growth. There's no, zero but, room for growth. But here's the thing, full size cultivators, you know, the rich can people who can multiples. afford, they can have up to 10% of the total number of licenses available, which is going to be a, approximately 600. You guys, when we tell you like, <laughs> seriously, it's not worth it. I don't no. even know. I don't even know how to explain it to you. Mm-hmm. Once those regulations are in place, they are so hard to change. It, it, yes. it like literally they're, they're not going to change. They're going to no. stay the same. And that means, and we were, t- we've talked about this before in kind of uh, the realm of like uh, delivery driver licenses mm-hmm. and things like that. And so, so you can get these licenses. They're like, they're the cheaper licenses. So go ahead and you can run this business, but if you want, this is Colorado, right? But if you want to, uh, run a dispensary, uh, and, uh, you want to do that under a social equity license, you want to be approved under a social equity license. You have to get a partner who's already successfully running something in this industry. You can't do it by yourself. You can, you can deliver. So it's like, it's like, it's like classing the, the, yeah. the industry. They're, they're putting yep. them in the class category One, and yeah. they're not letting them expand their business. They can't even grow uh, when the, when they show that mom and pops and like hands on, you can't yeah. even get a second one. You can't even grow nope, your, you grow your plant right. count. Oh nope. Meanwhile, meanwhile, anyone who is currently established in this industry, they can have, you know, dozens of licenses. So what this po- boils down to is poor people are limited to one rich people are limited to not just one, you know, right. and that has been, you know, during over the past several months, you know, I, I, I was up at the Capitol every chance that I had to talk to our legislators and let them know, like, this is a serious threat. You know, this is getting written into our constitution. Oh, that's a problem. That's problematic. Yeah. Yeah. The (laughs) fact that this, this is not just one of those laws that, that sucks. And eventually if we decide we don't like it, our lawmakers can just change that shit. That's not how this works. It goes into our constitution and it cannot be changed unless somebody does another initiative petition or our lawmakers manage to pass something through the house and the senate and it goes on the ballot that way but either way once it goes into our constitution it is not something that is easy to change and i'm telling you like that has been the majority of the education that i found myself doing over the past several months has been trying to explain the difference between you know legislation and a constitutional amendment and why you know if and and this is what i've said If you were to take Legal Missouri 2022 verbatim, all of that shitty language, horrible inequality, all that other great stuff, and you were to put that in a piece of legislation, it would still be better than what we're dealing with right now. 
because mm-hmm. at least it's legislation and we the people have a way to change it over the years through our lawmakers. But as a constitutional right. amendment, once that's written in there, we are fucked. You right. know, and just to put it as brutally honest as I possibly can, it's the same situation that we're dealing with with our medical program. You know, what what DHSS is doing to us for our medical program, it's unbelievable. And this is the same group that did our medical program, you know. So why are we going to let them after after they screwed us so bad with the medical program? How are we going to turn around and let them do the same thing with with adult? Yeah, don't want something. Don't want something so bad that you let them sell you anything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I want to say I want to like pause for a minute and just say, because I know that we have. Uh, Missouri listeners, uh, I just want to say, listen, uh, we, we don't live in Missouri. We're not out there fighting the fight. Do you want to come on and tell me why legal Missouri is a better option? Cause I, what I've seen so far, it is not, but it is not, but I, I, I've heard that there are people out there that are supporting it. By or, all or means, asking, why is it not so bad? And, or why, why not just this? I didn't realize this was a constant constitutional amendment for mm-hmm. y'all like yeah. that is a in itself and i don't think that in all the discussions that we've had that that was um and that that was said and what that means for for the yeah school. um and that's, you know, yeah it's terrible you know and one of the one of the big issues that i personally have with it you know is the the cannabis community is already silenced so much you know, um, we, we experienced that when we all went up to the Capitol on March 8th to testify in favor of legal uh, of uh, HB 2704 of the Cannabis Freedom Act. You know, we had over I think it was over 100 people from the cannabis community, you know, regular people come in and testify and say, you know, we need this. You know, we right. need House Bill 2704. We need the Cannabis Freedom Act because we are currently suffering under this medical monopoly. And if you guys can legalize adult use, you know, through a piece of legislation, then, you know, we're going to have real competition and it's going to help patients. And then we turn around and we see the opposition show up and everyone who testified, everyone who testified against House Bill 2704, they were people in the industry, you know, and they sat there saying, yeah, yeah, exactly. And throughout, like I was there when the Cannabis Freedom Act officially died. You know, um, I was at the Capitol. I was waiting for it to go onto the House floor and be debated. It was on the schedule to be debated. Legal Missouri 2022 killed House Bill 2704. What they did is they they stripped away any choice that we had in legalization for this year. And then they said, well, sucks to be you guys. Looks like you're only stuck with us. You know, and a lot of a lot of people did think, you know, like, well, if this is the only option we have this year, then that's what we're going to go with. And I'm sitting here saying like, that's not, that's not Ooh, acceptable. DHS, not the it, yeah. they, they require here, build it. No. Yeah. Let it go. Med- medical yep. patients yeah. right now, we have to waive our fourth amendment rights, our right against warrantless search and seizure. Okay. Fourth amendment is your right against warrantless search. You have to waive that right right now as a medical patient in Missouri. Okay, when you sign up for a cultivation card, you have to check the box that says, I agree to grant DHSS access to my home whenever they ask. Okay, 
Why so, would you get a medical card for? I mean, I good lord, that's even no, and that's it's, it's for cultivation, and then that would pay that's the way worse. for other states to be like, oh look, they did it. We should do something yeah. like that too, because we seem yeah. to adopt the shittiest laws from everybody else. Yeah, yeah. This is, y'all. This is the amendment we should be worried about. <laughs> this is the one, right? Okay, like so, they're not yeah, coming so- to take your guns. They're not. They're not coming to take your guns, but they are coming to take your freedom. Look at this. Well, one. but here, here's the thing, though. You, you, you don't know because if they decide to come into your house, this is the state. This is a state entity. Okay. What I'm you saying have- is, uh, no, no. My point is that we should be more worried about them oh, yeah, violating your right? Fourth Amendment than your Second yes. Amendment. That's yes. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, because that's their way into mm-hmm. your house. Right. You know, if you to want to cultivate, if, yeah, if you want to cultivate, you have to allow them, you have to say that you will grant them on demand access to your private property. Okay. No. So under no. the, the adult use program, yeah, under adult use, you know, if they're already doing this for the medical program and you have to get a license for adult use to cultivate, cultivate under adult use, you know, all of the same rules are going to apply, you know? But you're you're telling me that that's an acceptable price to pay for for, for legalization here here in the state. That's and acceptable. No one's gonna know about that. No one's paying attention to that part. They're just no. gonna be like, "Yay, look at me! I can grow!" And then they're the yes. ones that are gonna get busted, and they're the ones. That's that what they're. That's what's being they're propped up. Yeah, yeah. Out of there, you know, we're gonna and, let you grow. Yeah. yeah, I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, well, DHSS isn't going to do that." Yeah. You know, after all of these years. No one's come into my house and checked anything, you know, blah, blah. That's not the point. The point is they once, can. They, once they catch up on all their paperwork and shit, they absolutely can. They can. You know, you have ways. And wait, and wait, and wait, pause. Cause whose neighborhood do you think they're going into first? Mm-hmm. They haven't like the, like, I mean, not for nothing, but like, they're not coming into people's houses that look like me. That's not the first house they're going into. I, I or mean, neighborhoods uh, like that where I or, live, right or now. neighborhoods like where you live. Right? They're not worried about what you have in your house. Yeah, and they're going to use this as uh, fruit for other criminal activities. Yeah, because if they come into your house to do a legal grow inspection and they see something, you know, what 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 are they going to do? They legally entered your home. You know, you waived your right. And I mean, they're supposed to give you a 24 hour notice. Okay. You know, and you clean everything up. What if you miss something? And I'm not saying I'm in favor of everybody doing, you know, illegal activity behind their doors. The point is though, it's behind your doors. And if the police or, you know, law enforcement find out about whatever illegal activity you're doing, it should be with probable cause. It shouldn't be because you were forced to waive your, your fourth amendment right just so that you could grow a plant that too. And let's not forget that, you know, the cops are on the up and up in Missouri. I mean, come on. What do you think that they're going to do think that they're not going to find something criminal in, in your house? You think that, do you think that if you think that that's, that's a privilege for you, congratulations. This, this is what we are standing to wave if legal Missouri 2022 goes through, this so is just I, one of the big issues. Let me ask you this. Cause, uh, I, and unfortunately it's, it's dead right now. Uh, but let's, let's, let's pretend that November has happened and everybody heard you and they were like, we're not voting for this. No. 
Um, so if an initiative similar to the one uh, that was that was presented can 2704. Yep. That, that's, yep. that's what we're, we're already planning on it. We're already planning on filing. One in November. Yep. Does it. Okay. So I'm just going to cover some of these things that, that are not covered in like in legal Missouri or that are, mm-hmm. does it allow for public use? Do you know? Uh, how- HB 2704. Yes. yes. Yes, it did. Pretty much anywhere where it wasn't explicitly restricted. Um, like, yeah. Uh, public not use around was- kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, it was my understanding and granted, you know, it wasn't explicitly spelled out in the legislation, but if it's a place where you're allowed to smoke cigarettes, you're allowed yeah. to just to, to smoke cannabis. That that law is uh, that's that's the law in New York now. That's yeah, that's, I was uh, just there. Yeah, I was the just law there. in uh, a, a majority of the Canadian provinces as mm-hmm. well have the same law. Some don't, though. Canada. Keep that in mind. Some of your air regions don't have uh public smoking uh rules so just keep that in mind um know the law uh does hb 2704 uh do expungement uh oh yeah yes and that that was a huge distinction legal missouri 2022 does not offer full expungement the way they were lying to people and telling them that they did um and i actually i called dan beats out on that unfortunately he did not directly respond to me but I had a screenshot from their Facebook page where they legal mo was quoting, oh, well, petitions aren't necessary. And right next to it, I had a screenshot from their initiative on page 36, where it says anyone who's incarcerated has to petition and a judge may deny for good cause. Uh, HB 2704, on the other hand, the Cannabis Freedom Act and what we are going to file in November, if people can just be patient for a little bit longer, it is going to offer 100% across the board expungement for anyone who is convicted of a nonviolent cannabis related crime. You well, know, we're not drop charges for those who are yes. waiting for, we know yes. what we're talking, you know, what I'm anyone talking and about. everyone who has been charged with convicted of whatever a nonviolent cannabis related crime, they get full expungement. No questions asked, you know, um, they, it's time for this, this, this shit it's, it's done. You know, people have been, people have been prosecuted for way too long for something this ridiculous. They've also been held, uh, held captive as also held hostage. Um, I'm speaking about uh, Adele wisdom uh, and her and her husband have been held captive basically by the legal system. Mm -hmm. They keep re uh, rescheduling her court dates um, over, you know, over cannabis, over cannabis. Yeah. Yeah. And notably um, it, and I, I have not read all of the uh, the the charging information for her or any of you know the the, mm-hmm. the docket entries whatever. Well, I um, was hemp, wasn't it? I believe so. Mm-hmm. But the point is, you know, it, it, if I understand correctly, what they're charging her with would not be subject to expungement under legal mo, no matter what. You know, because under legal mo, you can petition for expungement if you were convicted of a nonviolent crime that was less than three pounds. Right. Anyone who is over three pounds has to serve their entire sentence, whatever that sentence may be. And then afterwards, they may be able to petition for expungement again, subject to judicial discretion. I you just know? want to say that there are white men in uh, Missouri making millions of dollars mm-hmm. on this while they're trying to send this woman to 
for hemp, for hemp, what is legally defined as hemp from what I understand as well. So it's not anyways. So, so legal, <laughs> legal Missouri would not allow for this, but, but the HB 20. So this already is sounding, uh, uh we've gone through uh, these before, but already way better when you mm-hmm. compare them apples to apples. Um, this one, number four is, uh, that current medical, uh, license businesses, uh, get automatic licenses. Yes. Yes, they do. Under, under legal Missouri, 2022, every currently established. So the way, the way the language is written is that, um, they will automatically double the current number of medical licenses. There were 338 medical licenses awarded under the medical program that is going to double. And those licenses, those new licenses automatically go straight to existing licensees. So everyone who got the first 338, they automatically get the next 338. And then after that, if any new licenses, and in addition to the 338 that are automatically going to be created. So if any new licenses come up for the first 18 months, those also go to existing licensees. So let's say they create create 338 new licenses for adult use. They give those to the existing licensees. And then DHSS decides like six months later, like, oh, hey, we need to create another 10 licenses for the the first 18 months. Any new licenses are going to go to existing licensees so that six months later, any new licenses, you still can't apply. New applicants can't apply. You know, um, and so that's that's not the case under HB 24. It's no, everybody no, no. Has to apply fairly. Right. Yes. Yes. Under under. OK, so there was one distinction. HB 2704, the original language had said that existing licensees have to wait two years to let everyone else have a crack at. It. Right. And legal mo lost their shit over that's that. Stated. They did not want to have to wait two years to get to apply for an adult use license, but it was fine for them to do that in their, their initiative petition right. for everyone else. Yeah. 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 Um, so, of course they don't want to wait two years to no, nobody no. wants to wait two years to have access to the general public as opposed no. to limited access, right. With yeah. a shitty program. But, yeah. Um, but it was okay for everyone else. To out so we can profit. Like what, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can, uh, under HB 2704, would there be allowance for micro businesses to grow their business? I mean, so our plan was to include craft licenses. So we actually had been working on an amendment that was supposed to be brought up um, whenever it was argued on the floor. Um, it, w- it was an amendment that would have allowed craft licenses. So people could have sold um, seeds and propagules from their existing. So un- under HB 2704, everyone was entitled to grow 12 flowering plants without needing a special license, you know, and we had an amendment set up that would have allowed people to monetize those 12 plants and sell seeds and propules from them, you know, and I think uh, I just heard about someone recently, a a state recently that was introducing the idea of like farmers markets um, for cannabis, you know, and that's something whenever we file our initiative petition in November, that's something that we want to include. We Mm -hmm. want the craft growers to have an opportunity in this instead of it all being big business kind of shit we want the little guys to have an opportunity to do this you know but that is going to require people to be patient enough 
to not only vote no to legal mo if it ends up on the ballot, but, you know, to be willing to, you know, show up and sign and a citizen led initiative petition, you know, right. because that's what we want to see something that the people have put together instead of these big businesses. Right. And so uh, with that, uh, just, uh, uh, that's awesome for the craft businesses. The micro businesses would also be able to do business with. Everybody. Oh yeah. Everybody. everybody we, we can, we can, yeah. We can yeah. Do business with everybody. There would be okay. no limitations on that. Cool. And then, uh, uh, let's see possession cultivation and the sale of cannabis, except in the amount defined by DHSS remains a crime punishable by prison, by prison sentence is number yeah. seven. Under, under legal Missouri 2022. Under that is correct. You know, um, and this is the logic that was used for HB 2704. There is no possession limit on alcohol. You know, there is no sales limit on alcohol. So why the hell are we going to do that for cannabis? Cannabis is not going to kill you. You are not. Oh, they going want to... us to think that it will. Oh, yeah, of course. No, they they do. want to figure out how they can tax it more and have more money and regulate it more and continue, you know, and, and say it's like we're going to continue like to put alcohol. people in jail for it. though, yeah, And continue to put people in jail for it. But yet people that abuse alcohol, uh, kill people with their alcohol use uh, are, are getting off with a slap on the wrist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Appar apparently that's acceptable. It, it is yeah. acceptable to go and get blackout drunk, you know, but it's not acceptable to smoke a joint. Uh, civil forfeiture. No, that's not going to happen. Under legal law, it will. Under what we are planning, it will not. Uh, <laughs> you guys, listen to what I'm saying to you right here. <laughs> just please listen to what I'm saying to you right here because I just reread this. Um, under legal Missouri, civil asset forfeiture remains legal and state funds, including marijuana tax revenue, will be used to fund law enforcement who will continue to enforce prohibition. We already know that. Yeah. So under legal Mo, one of the and, and that one, um, my cousin did end up writing that Ben Hartley, um, you know, did that bullet point. Um, but under legal mo, the anything over six ounces is still a felony. Okay, so if you are caught selling, possessing anything over six ounces, the 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 current statutory um, penalties still apply. You know, and six ounces is a felony. All right, and the thing is, like once what whatever um whatever expungement provisions they have in there, that that applying for expungement and all of that, that only applies to past offenses, okay? So anything that you were charged with or convicted of prior to the implementation of this, uh, of Legal Mo 2022, that is what you may be able to apply for expungement for. Anything that you do that's still illegal after they pass, you're not going to be able to get an expungement for that. Because, you know, it's after the fact. Because they're going to still contribute to their yes. prison system, of course, uh, with Absolutely. cannabis. Uh, removal of cannabis from Schedule 1 under your uh, state statutes. Yeah, so um, our, the, one that, the one that we're planning on doing in November, that would remove uh, marijuana, it would remove cannabis from 
the drug schedule in Missouri. Legal Missouri 2022 does not remove it from the drug schedule, you know, and that's yeah. just, I mean, it, yeah. The, the, these are the things that just, it absolutely drives me insane, you know, that anyone in the cannabis community that, that, that knows all of these facts would still be on board with this. You know, I understand desperation. I mean, everyone is desperate for an end to prohibition. Like, I, I understand that, you know, no but they, they are the ones who are orchestrating this desperation. They created our desperation and now they are expecting us to go along with what they've created after making us like, like what the hell? Yeah. They're, they're basically, um, yeah, they're basically saying vote for us. We're the only choice because we made sure that we're the only choice. Otherwise you can't have anything. By lying to a lot of people from what yes, I understand about right. what, what yes. they were, what their intentions were. They weren't very mm -hmm. transparent in getting uh, the, the signatures. It looks like a lot of, the bigger dispensaries definitely supported this. Mm -hmm. And I've been seeing just like hints here and there. I've been seeing a lot of support for saying absolutely the fuck not yep. in a lot of these uh, spaces that I follow on social media. But I've also seen some lingerings of people kind of buckling a little bit yeah. and saying, you know, legalization is legalization. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that it is not. It's very difficult to change anything for the better once we have the worst. What is what is the percentage right now of where uh, people are sitting with this actually making it and and possibly passing? Do you, are there question. any um, polls yeah. or statistics on that yet? Or I have no idea. I had heard that um, upwards of you know like seventy six to eighty percent of people in Missouri support legalization. I don't know if that statistic is correct. I know right. that our medical program, um, you know, passed with with pretty, pretty high overwhelming support. Um, right. You know, the problem, I think, is, you know, what you were saying about people lying. I mean, I personally was lied to. You know, I attended an event on April 2nd in the Ozarks mm -hmm. and there were people standing there um, gathering signatures outside for legal mo. And I approached them and I said, what is this? You know, what petition is this? And they said, this is the one for legalizing um, recreational marijuana. And I said, okay, which one is it? And they were like, it's the one that just came out of Jefferson City. And I looked at them, I was like, no, it's not, you know, because I, I'm working on that one. Yeah. You know, what is, what is the name? Because at that point, we had two petitions that were circulating. There was Fair Access Missouri and Legal Missouri 2022. Fair right. Access Missouri was still shit, but it was the lesser of the two evils. So yeah. when I approached them and I asked them, I wanted to know the name of the campaign. And they just said, oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. And I had to open the petition and read it for myself to which ascertain which one it was. And then the woman who was standing there had a fucking name tag that had been flipped around backwards that said Legal Mo 2022. She knew what yeah. that petition was. You know, and she intentionally did not tell me. And then uh, Representative Ron Hicks was attending an event. And um, he, he is the one who filed HB 2704. And there were people standing outside this event collecting signatures. And he walked up and he said, you know, which petition is this? And they said, oh, this is Ron Hicks's bill. And he looks at him. He's like, really? Because I'm Hicks. 
You yeah, know, at least didn't even people. know who he was. I mean, no, no, they had do no your homework at least. Know who the yeah, person if you're gonna is. Use someone's name, you should know who they are. You should but, know what they look like just in case they walk up to you. Right, I know. But these these were some kids that it, it's my understanding um, had been flown in from California by the company that was helping to gather signatures. You know, and they had no idea. But I mean, it, it, this this. How, how did they have enough information to say this is Ron Hicks's bill? If they were coming from another state. Somebody, yeah. Uh-huh. Who they told them? Script and said, this is what you, you said. Exactly. You know, they're not, yep. They don't care. They're being paid for it. They're not behind. Right. People aren't going to read this. Represent the, the. Most people aren't going to read it. Mm-hmm. You guys read it. If, you, if it's a petition, read it. If you sign it, don't just take their word for it. No, no, absolutely not. You know, and what we're doing, I mean, I'm hoping and praying that the cannabis community will step up, you know, and really take a hard look at this and, you know, vote no in November, provided it makes it to the (laughs) the ballot in the first place. They have to validate every single signature that was collected, Um, you know, and I am hoping and praying that, you know, the vast majority of them get uh, discarded or invalidated and that this doesn't end up on the ballot. But in the event that it does, um, God forbid, I am I'm hoping that the community will stand up and, you know, do the right thing and say no, just wait a little bit longer. You know, it is time for citizens, you know, for the actual community to step up and do something here instead of relying (laughs) on people who perpetrated um, or perpetuated um, prohibition in this state. I was going to say the biggest problem is, is that your medical program is shit. So people are dying, like not just for the people like who are medical consumers, but also for people looking to get into the industry too. Mm -hmm. It's just like a whole shit show, right? Yeah, it is. And so, and so the, I think, I feel like a little, like just coming as devil's advocate here, Mm -hmm. I feel like a little bit of their support is going to come from that desperation from that desperation of we need to be able to access it. I don't care how we access it, but here's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is, is that uh, legal mode doesn't actually really do anything for increasing access. It's not going to help our prices. We're still going to be under a monopoly. The same group of people are still going to be controlling our supply. You know, and this I just is mean this- in terms of like, I don't have to have a medical license to go get this product now, but you're right. I mean, you're absolutely right on all of your points. And- yeah. Yeah. That, that, is, that is a valid point. Yes. You know, you won't, you won't need, uh, you know, the $25 medical registration to it's go just not worth it though. And like, it's just not worth it at the end of the day. Because it was so important for, you know, like we had so much time on our medical like system to build it up and, and, you know, and people appreciated it, you know, to the point now though, it's like, but people still let it die. So it's like, how y'all going to keep, uh, you know, your medical system or even, uh, you hold it accountable, anyone accountable to it. If you never were held accountable to begin with and and trust, this is a money, this is a money grab. This is a money grab. This is a money grab because they're going to, the state's going to tax the shit out of you. The, the MSOs are going to, um, rob you on pricing. And also, you know, those taxes, they're probably going to add some pennies to that. Right? And, you know, and it's the, for a mediocre product, too. Mm-hmm. It's going to be for a oh, mediocre it product. It's it's shit. 
you know, but the, the, the point that I've been trying to tell people is this is not just about marijuana. Everyone thinks like, you know, the, the, the people who aren't part of the, the cannabis community, they, they think that this doesn't affect them, but it does. You are handing an estimated $2 billion industry over to a handful of people. You know, they are going to be able to fund whatever election campaigns they want to fund. Okay, yeah, this deal. is, if, yeah. if you really want to look at it, this is a coup. They are taking right. over our entire fucking state. You know, this is yeah. not just medical marijuana. This is everything. Our entire infrastructure. This is our, this is our politics. This is everything. Because whoever has the money has the power. You know, and right. they, they silenced us. We had, we had people show up from the cannabis community for the first time in years and speak up to our legislators and legal mo spent millions of dollars silencing us. So if they silenced us like this before it's even happened, how are they going to silence us if it does happen? We are never going to have a voice. You know, if someone with $2 billion who doesn't want us stepping up decides that we don't have a voice, yeah. you know, and people think, I, I think, I think one of the biggest struggles with this, you know, people think that this is a, a David and Goliath fight. You know, we've got um, this monopoly money over here and we're just a bunch of like little guys trying to fight against it. That's not what this is. We are a fucking army. There are hundreds of thousands of people in the cannabis community. And the only way this monopoly is going to get one over on us is if we actually let it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, if the cannabis community could step up and join forces and actually, you know, take a stand against this, these, pe these people ain't going to stand a chance. Yeah. You know, or, or I mean, at the at the very bare minimum, read the things you saw. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very, very I mean, yeah. And by standing up and taking a stand, I don't mean, you know, like going out there and screaming on the streets, just mm -hmm. posting but on social media, you know, <laughs> educating just yourself. sharing everything that pertains to this. Making Having sure. a conversation with your friend yes. who's like, uh, yes. I think it's fine for legal it's Missouri. Fine. It's fine. Well, let's just say yes. Um, what what groups can people follow, find? Um, what's the best way? And I also had a question about the petition. We talked about this last time uh, for those that did may have signed it and may are you know, finding out that they, they don't want their signature on there. Can you say like the process or somewhere that they can find the process to take their name off of that petition? So or... it, it, it turns out that after the signatures were turned in, you can no longer strike your name off of it. That is my understanding. So it's too late for that. But if you were lied to about the petition and that is why you signed, if you were told that this, this gives you automatic expungement, if you were told that this is going to um, open the market up for everybody, if they refuse to tell you the name of the petition, you can file a complaint with the Secretary of State's office in Missouri and tell them, you know, you need to, you need to have the date and the time you know, that, that it happened, you know, where you were and let them know that the people who were collecting those signatures lied to you and you're not happy with it. You yeah. know, you do not want your signature on something that was misrepresented to you, right. you know, and our, our group is show me canna freedom. And, uh, we're, you know, we're oh, updating Facebook, things yeah. as often as we can. Um, you know, at this point, it is it's it's about fighting and making sure people know vote no. Um, I I had heard I've I've heard a couple of people say that you know there's a price to pay for legalization and you know 
we may just have to go ahead and and pay that price. And that's easy to fucking say when you're not the one paying it. You know? Yeah. The minority minorities are the ones who are going to pay the price. Women yeah. are going to pay the price. Families are going to pay the price. Yeah. You know? The poor it's, are gonna pay the price. It's it's easy to say, you know, oh yeah, well, we gotta do this when you're not the one who's going to be directly impacted by it. You right. know, I sat by, I watched someone very close to me take his last breaths. You know, he died from cancer. We have no idea if if his cancer could have been treated by medical marijuana because he could not afford monopoly cannabis. And under the current program, no one can gift him anything. Right. You know, he has to grow his own, which means the three month delay at the very least, not to mention filing for all of the licensing. And, you not know, to mention if you're terminal, like exactly. And yeah, he, was terminal. he was terminal, but we have no idea if, if medical marijuana would have helped him because right. he couldn't access it in time. The, he, he was dead almost exactly a month after he got his card. The day he was approved for his cultivating card is the day they put him on hospice and he was gone about a month later. They you were know, like, here, a person who has a hard time living, yeah. go grow your own cannabis. Go grow your, own. your cancer will wait to kill you for three months that it takes for you to get your plants going and to have your first harvest. So don't worry. But instead, is- like- and, and you should be healthy enough to take care of your plants. You uh, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, not that's your, like using that's this for true. a reason. Yes, yes. You know, I'll always say the, that uh, the caregiver program when you're when you guys first started the program was probably the best thing that I, I, saw I agree. One hundred percent, except for the fact that if you have a caregiver, you cannot also serve as a caregiver. Right. That was. A yeah, rule. that's uh, that's that's fucking ridiculous. But, yeah. you know, the patients who cannot afford monopoly marijuana, they are the ones who are going to pay this price. You know, the, the families yeah. that they're the ones that are going to suffer, you know, and for that reason alone, and what I've told people, you know, win or lose when it comes down to this battle, no one is going to look at me and point the finger at me and say that I did not do everything in my power to fight this shit. You know, if it ultimately does it. pass, no one is going to say that I was responsible for it. And right. that alone, at least I have maintained my integrity. You know, at least I have maintained that moral, that, that moral code where I am not going to give in to this group that is literally victimizing the most vulnerable people in our population, in our community. That is, that is despicable, disgusting. And on principle alone, I just, I, I, I can't support that, you right. know, and I need more women, you know, like you guys, like, yes. like me, people on our side who are willing to take a stand, who will step up and, you know, speak out about this, right. you know, who will demand something better. We have a voice. I mean, people thought that it was going to be impossible for us to get the Cannabis Freedom Act as far as we got it. They said, oh, it's never going to get a hearing. It's never going to pass through committee. It's never going to do any of that. In 75 days, just a few hundred people in the cannabis community managed to get that all the way to the door of the House floor. If a few hundred of us could do that in just 75 days, imagine what a few thousand of us could do in six months, you know, but people have to actually be willing to stand up and do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And have the patience Absolutely. for it to be done mm-hmm. the right way. You, you don't have to, to uh, you know, like there's different ways to be an activist, like literally mm-hmm. having conversations with people about why they should vote. No, like yes. we're going to be talking about voting anyway. 
you should be talking about voting anyway. Mm -hmm. Now's the time to be talking about it. You got to vote all these people out of office. Yes. You got to vote no on legal Missouri. Like your grandparents should not be in office right now. (laughs) No, they shouldn't. Um, My my parents, the listen, Gen Xers, your parents should not be in office right now. I'm telling you, okay. I I had I had one representative um, tell me that you know people already don't want to work. So if we legalize marijuana, how much worse is that going to make things? And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, you realize we live among you, right? Like, and we have we have lived among you for all of these years. I mean, and I told him. You're, you're always going to find that it allows people to actually get out into the workforce. It allows people yes. to get out into society. It allows us to grow like literally. And so I, I just, the, the rhetoric on that, it, it blows my mind because yep. again, we're telling, we're demonizing something that is actually helping people to be more yes. functioning, you know, be more capable. Um, well, absolutely. Not to mention um, like right. for me, I just go to the, Oh, is, is that the alarm? Yeah. Oh, oh, it's one hour. Happy 420. Yeah, it's, it's uh, uh, West Coast. Happy um, is it 420 where you guys are? It's like on the West Coast. On the, oh, West, on the West, West Coast. Coast. Okay. okay. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, on the West Coast. Um, what I was going to say uh, is that uh, actually, uh, if if you, you just need to take like one psychology 101 class to know that the human brain is actually built to, to thrive. Mm-hmm. to to thrive to be yeah. better to be more like so it's not that people don't want jobs people don't want to work for nothing and yeah. people aren't being taken advantage of anymore and that's yes. bothersome to the older folks right so yeah. okay so yeah but- people don't want to work for nothing and that's that's what the problem is and just trying to convince these legislators and that's why we need the cannabis community to show up in force you know and right. and serve as an example, you know, they're always going to, and this is what I told them. You're always going to have a small group of people who can't handle their shit. You see that with people who drink, you see that with people who smoke, there are always going to be a few, but those people are not representative of our community. They are a very, very, very small number, you know, especially in our community. Now, as far as alcohol consumption goes, it's a much bigger number, but in our community, it is a tiny fraction because you can get addicted to alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Physically but, yeah. impossible to you meant mental dependency. I was just having yes. this conversation today because I'm working yes. on some classes and stuff. Mental dependency. Yes, that yeah. does happen. Physical dependency. No, that does not happen. Your body's not going to react in an adverse way if you take cannabis away from it, except that your symptoms may yeah. start returning yeah. if you're using yes. it medicinally. Uh, aside from that, there's not going to be anything new. It's not going to be a new thing. There's no new stuff going to happen. It's not um, like with alcohol where, you know, you can literally die from not from having detox, it and right. you have to go to a hospital like, oh, my God. But, yeah, Crazy. so trying trying to educate our legislators, you know, what you said, vote them out. These old people, you know, not to say anything bad about old people, Listen, but the ones ages. that are in our Love legislature, them. Love them. They, have, they have no business being in there anymore. 
You know, they have like there's like two that are of sound mind right now. Come on, like, come on. There is there's they they don't care about the, you know, about, uh, you know, 100 years next year, you know, like the next 100 years because they're like, don't care. (laughs) No, no, not at all. And that's, you know, but but people, people, people in our community, they need to stand up. If even if it's just sharing things on social media over the next several months, we need to flood oh, social no. media with this information. Yes. People need to know every single person. People need to call you the person who never shuts up about marijuana legalization. That's what everyone in your circle needs to see you as. That's what everyone sees me as. Yeah. You know, she's like okay. when I was when I was walking <laughs> when I was running around the uh, the, the Capitol. You know, the legislators knew me as the marijuana girl, you know, um, and that's what everyone needs to see us as. We need to step up and finally take a stand for our community and what we want absolutely. to see. Otherwise, absolutely. it's never going to happen. Hey, yep, absolutely. Everything, everything you said is absolutely true. Before we let you go, and ladies and gentlemen, we're going to hang out for, for a few more minutes with you guys. But before we let you go, uh, would you rather... Uh, would you rather eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or a grilled cheese sandwich every day? That's all you get to eat. Oh my God. Okay. So I have to ask what kind of cheese does it matter? I mean, you tell me, but okay. So, so yeah, there's no restriction, probably grilled cheese, grilled cheese, grilled cheese. You would say grilled cheese also. Yes. Are you peanut butter and jelly? I think I might go with peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> I mean, there's only so many variations. variations. I don't need variations. You Listen, don't need variations. grape or strawberry, y'all? Strawberry. Grape. Grape. What? Strawberry. <laughs> I mean, I like, I like both. both. I, I like both. both. But but grape, if but there's grape. like, yeah. Grape is where it's at. Somebody if said apricot to me, one, right? It's- yeah, if I was stuck with just one, it would be it would be strawberry, definitely. B and J, that's it. Okay, no. smooth or crunchy peanut butter? Smooth. There's no like, and that's 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 my problem, man. I can't I can't just. I would have to say crunchy because I'm pretty sure after like a couple years, I would get sick of having no texture. I would have to think ahead. Yeah. That's true. That's a that's a good one. That's a valid point. That is good thinking. Yeah. For the immediate for the immediate moment, like my first instincts, I'm like smooth, great. Yeah, first instincts, yes, I agree. But if I think about future reference, like seriously, after six years, you have no texture. You're gonna be wishing that it was crunchy peanut butter. See, that's why I go with grilled cheese. Yeah, that's why I go with grilled cheese too. Um, Just change the cheese up. Yes, change the cheese up. Like I, I grilled up. Have you ever grilled up a, a peanut butter and jelly though? Yes, I have. Oh baby! Oh yeah, that you know, is sandwich makers that seals the edges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or even yeah, e- even just even just plain toast. <laughs> even just plain toast, like hot toast with a layer of peanut butter on it. Oh my god! But I love food. Like I, I it will eat pretty much any kind of food. Dim sum is like my favorite food out of all of it. Absolutely love dim sum. Nice. You know, anything. Yeah. Anything, anything like that. I have to have variety. So that's, that's how I get around it. If someone says, if someone says you can only have one food forever, I always say dim sum because that's like all kinds of different. Yeah. You can put, yeah. 
That's like saying yeah. pizza. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. One food for the rest of your life. What would that be? I don't know what that would be. I would for say, me, yeah. go ahead. For me, it would be, it would be dim sum. <laughs> One hands down for you. Uh, I don't know. I love fried chicken. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe for fried chicken. The rest of your life. See, that's, that's like that's crunchy. Like, Ooh, yes. One food. Uh, chicken is delicious. I'm a soup, soup and salad kind of person. So I feel like I would choose something along those lines. If it had to be one specific kind of soup, then or you know, yeah. like if I have to be yeah. specific, it's one thing. If it's just general food, you know, style. Mm. Crazy. I don't know either that or Thanksgiving dinner. That's mm, another Christmas one. dinner for me. Christmas dinner. Yeah. Oh, all day long. I don't like turkey though. I'm not a big ham. I know. I love ham. I don't like leftover turkey, I should say. I mean, you yeah. can mix it up and shit, and that's great. But after like the first day, I'm just not interested anymore. It gets that weird taste and then the white yeah. meat dries out. You know, it's just not No, we we go all out for uh for Thanksgiving here. I uh I have a I built a smoker, an ugly, ugly drum smoker, ugly barrel smoker. And uh I usually smoke about three hundred pounds of meat. Every year for Thanksgiving, you know, briskets, turkeys, chicken. Yeah. All we kinds just invited of ourselves. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Seriously, like, though, like I, yeah, yep. I, I go all out on Thanksgiving and then I don't cook again for like three or four months. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Well, I'm not doing that again. Year, I'm like, we, I, I hosted Thanksgiving and, uh, this last year and, um, I don't think I've hosted or really cooked a big meal since. <laughs> we had no, a baby cooking, Christmas. Yeah. We had a baby Christmas this year. Yeah. yeah cooking yeah. for me, so, Thanksgiving, it, it, I have to start about a week in advance. I make everything from scratch and it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's We'd crazy. love to come to your house for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thank you for inviting us. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, I know that you have to run off to your next adventure, yeah. but thanks for coming on and updating us. And um, we will want you to come back again. Maybe we'll do another panel. Um, I, I, I mean, listen, we're always going to listen to both sides of the story. So if you got something else to say about legal Missouri, by all means, reach out to us. We would love to hear your side of the story. From what I see, it's not great, but listen, tell me why it is. Um, but yeah, we, we yeah, want to have you back on. You. And as we get closer to um, to election time, we'll we'll start highlighting hardcore on this too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Yeah, maybe next time I'll actually get to come in and sit down with you. I need to. We're not even. We're not even. We're not even in the same place. So don't even. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) no. Just I I need. I need to come and pay pay everybody a visit. You know, I've met so many people over the course of all of this. Yeah, I need to. I need to come. I'm actually uh, gonna be in uh, in Missouri in a in a couple weeks. Okay. Yeah. Let me know when. Cause uh, that's a good caveat. So yeah, um, have have a wonderful uh, day, and we're gonna go to a commercial break, and then um, keep talking about a few other things. But thanks for coming on and updating us, and we're gonna have you back again soon. All right, and I'll update guys. you on those dates. So all right, yeah. sounds good. Thanks, right. guys. Thank you. Thanks, Christina. Bye. Why am I gonna be in Missouri? I'm gonna be in Missouri because. Uh, I got to pick up some more Queen Kitty Seltzer. That's why I'm going to be in Missouri. Uh, this show is brought to you, of course, every day and always by Queen Kitty Seltzer. Queen Kitty Seltzer, pop this kitty, put it in your mouth. There's no sugar. 
There's 10 milligrams of CBD and there's no THC in here and no vegans were harmed in the process of creating this drink. I know that's a turnoff for some of y'all, but zero uh, vegans. Uh, zero there. ve- there's no <laughs> vegans in this can. No, no vegans None. in there. <laughs> uh, we got bubble gum. We got lemon kiss. And we have just a regular plain seltzer with some CBD. It's so refreshing. There's no yak in the back. There's not going to be like a film on the back of your throat when you drink this. It's just going to be a nice, refreshing drink. Put one on ice. Pop this kitty. Put it in your mouth. You're going to love it. Um, this show is also um, brought to you a little bit by uh, King Palm. KingPalm.com. Use this code to get 15% off of your next order of King Palms on KingPalm.com. KPTCCPMAY15. KPTCCPMAY15. You can get 15% off of your next order online from King Palms. And... If you want to catch up with us, you can find us on solo.to slash Cannabis Closet 420, Cannabis Closet 420 at gmail.com. You can check out our links on that solo uh, link right there, and you can join us on our Discord. Catch us later on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Hey, I want to remind everybody, don't forget to go um, donate to Stanford Frazier's campaign. I have not forgotten. I'm going to go do that today. Uh, (laughs) I do love the put it in your mouth part. (laughs) Um, So go go check out Stanford Frazier. Um, He is... Um, running for, tell me again, uh, county council, county council uh, at large. Yes. County council at large for Prince George uh, County, Maryland. <coughs> um, and yes, if you go to his Twitter, uh, you can find his link to donate and uh, help turn his hair blue and help, turn his hair blue. Uh, help him beat that goal to move on to the next part of his campaign. So we'd um, love to see that happen. He's, he's for the community, wants to see fairness, and uh, and so certainly um, help him out. And you do not have to be from Maryland. You can be from uh, anywhere and support uh, his his uh, goals. Campaign, yep. Campaign. Sure can. Um, I wanted to kind of touch on this a little bit because I realize that there's, there's a little bit to the my vote doesn't count trope, right? And the little bit is, and I'm not trying to discourage anybody from voting because I think this just means that you have to try harder to make sure that your vote counts. But the problem is, is that the people that have been led to be in charge right now are changing like districts, district lines. And when they do that, um, it makes these little pockets of districts that vote in high percentages a certain way. And then those votes tend to count for more because of the way that the district is drawn. Right. Yes. I don't know a whole lot about gerrymandering, but that's basically what it's called. Yeah. It's a self-serving kind of deal where they're, they're restructuring. So it benefits them. Right. So, so 
what I'm saying is still go out and vote, but you also have to, <laughs> you have to be vocal. You have to have your voice or you have to be like, you know, uh, Stacey Abrams is a really good example of what we should be trying to do. She went out and, and gathered names for a petition herself. She gathered thousands and thousands of names um, probably getting some of the facts wrong. I'm sorry. That's what I do. Um, but she, she went and got so that, so that, um, they could redraw the districts and, and avoid like stop gerrymandering in her area. Um, there's more to that story. This is not a political podcast, but what I'm saying is, is that we just, in those spaces, we have to work harder to get those people out of office, but they really don't deserve to be there. Public service should be an honor and a privilege and they're using it as a piggy bank and they're taking their money. They're breaking the bank and the bank is you guys, the bank is us. You guys. And then they're not doing what they're you know, hired to do. And then they're not doing what they're tired to do and they're brainwashing people um, using their prejudices to um, brainwash them into uh, making people believe that they're one day going to be part of that rich elite. Um, not the way this system works. No, no. Um, we're definitely talking about taxation without representation. We certainly are. We certainly are. Um, uh, so, I mean, just keep that in mind. I just, I, you know, I just, I've been thinking about it kind of like all weekend, really, because we always get on here and we're like, go out and vote. And that's what you got to do. But like, there's some places where that's not enough. No, you have to be present and uh and if you really you know, like in sign my petitions for redistricting redistricting in your favor um in the favor of the community and not in the favor of the politician any politician or any person who's run for office or wants to be a public servant who's out there with the people telling the people hey listen we should do this redistricting thing for you not the way that they've done it for them we shouldn't do it for us we should do it for you for like what you need any per any person who's running for office and going lay let's do it the way you need it not the way i need it that's the person you want in office that's the person yeah i mean it's going on here and i have not like i just saw the first article you know they have this stuff in our daily you know kind of what's going on in terms of some rezoning for housing and whatnot here and it's you know corporation against you know city against right everybody (laughs) yeah Yeah. man so uh be a part of the conversation in your community yeah becoming one big hbo movie is what's happening as i'm watching (laughs) it it's like one big hbo film uh it's craziness uh so i have a couple other would you rathers but i I didn't want to (laughs) get There's one that's a little creepy. Well, they're both a little creepy in my opinion. Okay, but go for it. <laughs> I, figure, I figure we do a couple of these and then we bounce out today. Um, what is June, June 1st? June 1st is on Wednesday. Yes. And we are having Aria Pettyone back on. Uh, Jake, uh, who is the personality behind um, Aria Pettyone is uh is going to be joining us also i believe there are going to be two or three other personalities joining jake um and we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk pride we're gonna yeah we're gonna set it off so um 
show your pride. I know we can't see you, but make sure you show your pride on Wednesday. Um, 420 Mountain Standard Time, as always. I'm very excited for this show. I'm wearing my tutu. Um, and that's the way it's going to go. So there, said it. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. Ready? Yep. Okay. Would you rather sound like Kermit the Frog or sound like Elmo forever? It's not easy being green. Kermit the Frog, yeah. I would I would say Kermit. You wouldn't want to sound like a surprised five-year-old at all times? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> What about y'all in the in the comments? Kermit the Frog or Elmo? Tickle me Elmo. Regular Elmo. Man, did you were y'all you the remember one that... Ernest? Do y'all remember the, the movies uh Ernest Goes to Camp? Of course. And Ernest meets he he was in a movie with the Muppets too. Yeah? Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's that. like a holiday movie or something too, maybe because I feel like I see it during holiday season. <laughs> Elmo all day cussing folks out in Elmo <laughs> like in in fi- like a five-year-old just cussing people out <laughs> like excited five-year-old <laughs> um I was did were you the one that posted the thing about Sesame Street Probably. I, I posted a lot of things about Sesame Street. Sesame Street uh, almost didn't happen. Uh, they, because uh, they, the people who produced, put together, directed, etc. Um, Sesame Street insisted on highlighting um, in um, in um, poor communities and communities of color um, it, where children weren't getting as much, uh, attention or as, even where schools were being like defunded and things like that. They wanted to focus on those areas and highlight those children on purpose. Mm-hmm. And the studios were like, absolutely fuck not. And then they were like, well, then we're absolutely the fuck not doing this. <laughs> Yeah, yes. And uh and they the the artists, the scenery they uh depicted, you know, so that like it was the relatable. Yeah, in your relatable. in your neighborhood. Yeah, the relatable to uh those that they were um yeah showing and uh yes, and the diversity and what a reality, yeah, the reality of life and that yeah. And I, I want to say that there was a lot of white people in charge of these projects. And that is what you do with your privilege. Mm-hmm. That's what you do with your privilege. You use it to, to make sure that others are seen as well. Like, don't just see me, see others yep. as well. And, and that's the whole, that, that was the, they were like, we're doing this because they saw this need for the communities, you know, where parents were being uh, you know, either away working or being yep. incar- incarcerated. Right. And so these children, the were TV was without. the babysitter. Yep. So it literally the TV was the babysitter and uh, you know, and so the, the phonics and the counting, you know, like all so they're like, if the TV is going to be on yep. anyway, yep. let's do something productive with it. Yep. And that's why Sesame street is the way it is and set the way it is. And 
Yeah. And also commercials now, because now we know our commercials are catered to, you know, timeframes and yeah. yes. <sighs> All right. Next. Oh, corporate America. Thanks for ruining everything. Okay. <laughs> Capitalism. Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay. Uh, would you rather be covered in bees or be covered in spiders? Oh, I, we answered this one before. You know my answer. Um, bees. Because <laughs> I can, I can, I can sit with bees and buzzing. I can't sit with um, <laughs> spiders and crawling. The worst chill. I can. I lived in a house that. Um, had a bunch of those like oak tree spiders it was in Florida and those motherfuckers, they weren't poisonous or anything, but they were fucking huge. They were as big as your fucking hand and they would jump at you and run at you. And oh my gosh. So there's, <laughs> have I told y'all this before where I was in India? <laughs> I was in India in 2013 and I was in the room with, uh, my friend at the time, uh, and we were talking and I was laying in the bed. Right. And then she just stops talking. She just stops talking altogether. And I was like, what? She's a horrified look on her face. And all she can do is like point. And I fucking look up and there's a spider as big as my head above my head on the wall. I don't think I've ever walked on the air before that or after that. But in that moment, I was, I, I, I like, I cleared, I cleared the whole bed. What the fuck? But then we were on this, like, <laughs> we were on this journey, right? I may have told y'all this before. We were on this journey of peace and love. <laughs> so we would like poked our head outside and saw the little janitor guy out there. And we were trying to explain to him who does not speak English and we do not speak his native tongue. And we were trying to explain to him that he needed to go in there and get the spider. Okay. But not kill it. Just like catch and release. We don't, we don't want it dead. We just want it caught and then released. <laughs> like, <laughs> and also because we were in India, he could not go in the room until we walked out of the room. So we had to like keep the, like hold the door open and be outside of the room while he was inside of the room catching the spot. He, he caught it. it. He caught it. He caught it. And he left the room with it. I don't know what happened to it after that. It's not my responsibility after that. I tried to save its life. I did my best. Yep. I was like, peace and love. Namaste. We're like, we take care of that now. We didn't kill it ourselves. So I, Yeah. No, but I did, but I will tell you, I'm not still on that journey. So if you join me in the shower, Spider-Man, sir, you're going down the drain. I don't care if you're dressed in a spider suit. We can't, it's, you're going down the drain. Agreed. I will Good wash luck. you down the drain. I will wash you down the drain. If you're crawling around my house, I will try, I will put a glass over you and I will let you outside. Listen, I will tell the authorities in my house that there's a spider. And then what happens <laughs> after that is not my responsibility. I was just like, excuse me. There's it usually, it's usually this is how I tell the authorities. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? This is how I tell the authorities. Ah! <laughs> like that. 
Marty's come and handled the whatever I'm screeching about. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I'm good. Yeah, I, I got, I got, oh, I got a person for that. <laughs> yeah, no, I it's handled. It's handled. Um, but I try, I try. Like, but like with the in, in the shower, I'm just like, good luck. Hope, hopefully, you don't drown. If you do, that's. Oh, I'm sorry, but like, goodbye. Nope. You yeah, can't, it's like, you can't crawl breath. back up the drain. Yeah, um, hold your breath. There's a high likelihood they didn't make it though because my my water is scalding hot. Also, <laughs> I take I take showers in hell. Everybody, <laughs> I bathe in the fiery waters of hell. <laughs> I was like, today I took a bath. I, I, I like I prefer baths instead of showers. I took a bath today. Uh, and I was, I was sweating. There's <laughs> like a sauna in there. <laughs> I think that's why I do it. I think that I think I'm bougie or something in the sauna. Whatever. Do your thing, girl. Like, you know, yeah, I'm, I is. like, yeah, I like hot showers. I don't No, I'm not a bath tubber. I like hot showers too, <laughs> but also like, and plus we, we have a, we have a tankless uh, water heater, which we will have to, uh, we're, we're working on a potential move. And so uh, when I do move into a, my new uh, castle, uh, then it is going to be a requirement that we have a large uh, tankless hot water heater because I cannot live without it. Now that I have it, I never again, never again. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. Why anything else exists is beyond. No. But I can't, I can't run out of hot water. Uh, my answer is, uh, of course, it's bees. I mean, you know, I don't know what kind of spiders are they harmless? Do they bite? Like I don't, because bees sting. But I can't stand a spider. I can't do it. I'm sorry. Spiders. I even tried to get along with daddy long legs, but like, honestly, we should just leave each other alone. I can leave. Unless you're a daddy with long legs. And then other spiders. I'm like, you got to get out of my space. But, um, you know, I don't know. I Yeah. yeah. I just made a really bad joke about daddies with long legs. (laughs) I did not hear you. I said, unless you're a daddy with long legs. And I was like, that was a bad joke. It's not true either. I prefer you're not a dad. I prefer you're not a daddy. This is my preference. You know, not just no no discrimination, no hate. <laughs> um. Anyways, okay. Well, you guys, it's been a fun show. We have an extra fun show also coming on June first, which is Wednesday. So make sure you set your clocks, set your alarms, set your alerts, and tune in and tell all of your freaking friends. Tell all of them we are trying to get our numbers up today. Missouri always brings the the fire, the heat, the thunder. You know, Missouri is always always in somewhere. I know that that's where um, some of our numbers were coming from today. We had people coming in to watch and hear what Christina had to say. Uh, this this show was posted on several other sites, so we like to see that for all future shows as well. Yeah, um, awesome. Today's the day where we honor those who didn't make it. Um, not those that just didn't make it because of the war they fought uh, on foreign soil, but the one that they fought when they got back to. So we've lost many, unfortunately, uh, to what they had to come home to, you know. 
So today we honor those. We honor those uh, pets or let's say working animals. They weren't pets, working animals in service today as well. Yes. Um, you can thank a veteran every day, but today is for those that, that didn't make it home. And so we will honor those in our way. And um, thank you guys for being here. Uh, I have to oh, like this thing. I'm just going to be stoned as fuck. Cause I don't have a joint. So I'm just like smoking wax all the whole show <laughs> trying to keep up. Uh, but as always, you know, um, be nice to yourself. It's really important. Hey, you guys also, if you believe in this shit, which I do to some extent, the retrograde is over on Thursday. So you be all right. You be all right. You make it. Um, Ooh, but made it. keep it. being nice to yourself. Do the self-care thing. Um, put your mask on before assisting others. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, oh, shit. Um, cultivate love. Uh, you deserve it. Um, bring it to you. Long haul it, you know. <laughs> uh, and always Woo. stay lifted. Whoa. Stay lifted. That was a good one. See you guys on Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out. Woo-hoo. We love you. Love you. Thank you. Oh, vote no to legal Missouri.